I wanted to thank you for joining me on this episode of Doing Insurance Right. My name is Scott Jenkins. I'm your host. I'm a local farmers agency owner here in Phoenix, Arizona. And today I just wanted to talk about life insurance and what you would like it to do for you. Most people don't want to talk about their mortality or death. Uh, that's the one policy that I can guarantee you that you will get some payout on as long as the premiums are paid and we pick the right one, right? So, but there are a lot of living benefits as well. I'm just going to kind of go through some things on what you would like your life insurance to accomplish for you. Two main categories of life insurance. That's going to be what they call term insurance. That's going to be set up for a particular term, typically 10, 20, 30 years. Um, that's going to be the least expensive life insurance option that anybody carries uh, besides maybe accidental, which is not really life insurance at all. I mean, if you're going to bet you're going to die in an accident, you can also probably bet on swampland in Florida if it's going to pay off eventually or not either. But in this particular one, term insurance, so 10-year terms, obviously going to be the least expensive, 20 and then 30. All those do, for example, is basically their whole job is to pay upon death. And basically what we're doing is we're making sure if we pass away prematurely or early that we do have money for our family there um, or loved one or somebody to bury us. Maybe we're big into charity and we want to leave money for a charity or whatever it may be. But if we die prematurely or, for example, if also business wise, if we have business partners or a business loan, there's going to be term insurance typically set up for those in order to either pay off the loan or buy out a partner or something to that effect. That's what your term insurance mainly is for. The next category has a lot of different variables in it and it's whole insurance or universal life, index universal life. There's all kinds of different whole policies. All these things do is basically they're a lifetime commitment or a lifetime policy. So you will have the same approximate premium the whole entire of the way through, okay? So you could start the policy when you're 25 and if the policy is 60 bucks a month, it's gonna be 60 bucks a month until you pass away and then it'll pay out the death benefit. But typically in a lot of those, they require some cash investment. So let's say for example, your 30 year term cost is $35 a month, okay? Which you know would be a low amount, but let's just say it's $35 a month. So an index universal life, which is probably our most popular policy, that same coverage might cost you $110. The difference is, is they're charging basically for investing that money. That, that's also gonna have a cash value at some point during that policy as well. So there will be cash to pull from, which can build wealth. And then also you can use that policy in a lot of different ways. So one of the most popular things a lot of people like to talk about these days is what am I gonna do for long-term care? So for example, if I can't bathe myself, if I can't feed myself, if I'm not able to take care of myself, how am I gonna be able to afford basically assisted living, long-term care, even though I'm able to do some things just not all the things I was able to do. And I need help. I can't run the whole household by myself. Well, let me ask you a question. Does Medicare afford you to pay five to $6,000 a month for an assisted type living place? And that's assisted living now. How much is that actually gonna cost you down the road? Is that gonna be 10, 15,000 a month? I doubt Medicaid and Medicare are gonna go and Social Security are gonna go that high. So therefore you're gonna need some help in doing that. A index universal life policy actually allows you to take some of the cash that you have in the death benefit if you can't meet those criteria, bathing yourself or things of that nature, to help pay for long-term care. Not only that, with our policy, it's not a necessarily a standalone long-term care policy where you'll have to have 14 different documentations of everything. You're free to use the cash as you wish. This happens a lot for my clients. Let's say they don't want to go to a long-care term facility right? But they have a daughter or a son that'll help take care of them. 
Maybe the daughter or the son has to give up a little bit of work time. They can't make as much money. What if you could afford to pay them, let's say an additional 10 to $15,000 a year in order for them to pay them to help with bills? Would that be beneficial to you? For most people, of course it would be. Who doesn't want to be in their own home? Who doesn't want to be helped by family, right? None of us want to be helped by a bunch of strangers. Um, we all want to be around loved ones. So if a loved one can help take care of us and we take that financial strain and burden off by being able to pay them that, like a part-time salary in order for them to help out, of course that's going to be beneficial. So that's another thing that universal life or whole life policy can do for you. The question always boils down to this when I'm talking any type of life insurance with a client. What do you want it to do for you? Do you just want to leave a pile of money at the end of the rainbow? Do you want some of that long-term care flexibility? Do you want to build cash value in a policy where you have access to cash as well? What do you want it to do? That's really the question that you have to ask yourself, spouse, loved ones, whoever's involved in that policy decision-making process, what do you want it to do? If you're married, ask your spouse or significant other, if I passed away tomorrow and I had a life insurance policy, what would you want it to do, right? Or if I got sick tomorrow with a chronic or, or, or illness that was terminal, what would you want this policy to do? What kind of help would you want? What kind of financial things would you want this policy to do for them, right? So me, for example, obviously I want my daughter taken care of, my wife taken care of. If I'm terminal, I'd like to have care and I'd like to have it at home rather than be at the hospital all the time or at a hospice unit. I'd rather be in the house. So for me, that index universal life policy is gonna be extremely important uh, that I can take a portion of that every year in order to pay for the long-term care. Maybe my wife can't work, she has to take care of me. Maybe my daughter can only work part-time because she has to take care of me. Now I can afford to supplement their salaries or their income with income from that universal life policy that I have because I set that up ahead of time. So like I mentioned before, it boils down to really simply one question, and that's what do you want it to do for you? What do you want farmers to do? For example, the insurance company I work for, what do you want farmers to do if you get sick? Long-term care. What do you want to do if you're terminal? What do you want farmers to do? Once you can absolutely, once you can tell me what you would like it to do, I can come up with a solution that's gonna meet all the needs that you have and fit it into budgetary concerns as well, okay? So that's really important. You really have to be honest about that one. It's not something that we can just, let me come up with an idea, throw it against the wall, and all of a sudden you think it sounds good, but really take a minute and to think about what would you like it to do? I wanna thank you for joining me on this episode of Doing Insurance Right. As always, if you could rate, review, or subscribe to whatever channel or platform you're listening on, whether it be Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or any of the under wonderful platforms out there. I greatly appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.